with artists created and produced by Detlef Schlick, a visual artist and ritual designer, living and loving in West Cork, and best known for his essay about the cause and effect of shamanism, art and digital culture. Working in the field of performance, photography, painting, sound, installations, and film he will dive and discover with us and a weekly creative guest into the unknown and exciting deep ocean of the creative mind. This is Detlef Schlich, and today we dive again into the deep ocean of the creative mind. Welcome, dear listeners, to another episode of Attitude, where we dive headfirst into the deep end of the art and culture pool. And today, we're not just diving in, we're doing a triple somersault with a twist. From drum beats to digital bytes, we will navigating the ethical minefields of digital phenotyping. Picture this, you're sitting in a cave a few thousand years ago, you've just finished a hard day's hunting and gathering, and you're relaxing by the fire. You pick up a piece of charcoal and start doodling on the cave wall. Little do you know, you've just invented the first emoji. Fast forward a few millennia, and here we are in the age of smartphones and social media, where our every like, share, and emoji is analyzed to understand our mental states. It's called digital phenotyping, and it's as futuristic as it sounds. But is it really that different from our cave-dwelling ancestors interpreting the patterns of drum beats or smoke signals? So, buckle up, listeners, as we embark on a journey from the dawn of communication to the digital age, exploring how our use of symbols has evolved and what it says about us as a society. It's going to be a wild, wild ride, so hold on to your drumsticks and smartphones. Before we dive in, I want to take a moment to thank all our listeners tuning in from around the globe. From the United States to Germany, Ireland to Argentina, Canada to India, Spain to the United Kingdom, Pakistan to New Zealand, France to South Africa, Austria to Peru, and Japan, your support truly means the world to us. And to all our new listeners, we extend a warm welcome. If you find our discussions engaging and want to be part of a vibrant community, that loves art and culture as much as you do. Consider joining the I Love West Cork Artists group. It's a space where we continue the discourse, share insights, and engage with each other beyond the podcast. But just follow me on Instagram if you want to support the podcast. I post everyday artwork, personal information of different projects, or just some engaging posts. You can find them at Detschlich or at Attitude or at I Love West Cork Artists. Now, let's get back to our journey through time, from the dawn of communication to the digital age. So, where do we begin? Well, let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. Picture our ancestors sitting around a fire, communicating with each other. They didn't have words or alphabets as we know them today. Instead, they used symbols, a series of drum beats, a pattern of smoke signals, a drawing on a cave wall. These symbols were their language, their way of sharing stories, expressing emotions, and connecting with each other. Now, fast forward a few millennia. We've come a long way from drum beats and smoke signals. 
Today, our symbols are likes, shares, and emojis. We communicate not around a fire, but through screens. And our stories, emotions, and connections are captured not in cave drawings, but in digital data. This is where digital phenotyping comes in. It's a fancy term for a simple concept, analyzing our digital interactions to understand our mental states. Just as our ancestors interpreted the patterns of drum beats or smoke signals, scientists today interpret the patterns of our likes shares and emojis. But here's the catch. While our ancestors used symbols to understand their world, we use symbols to understand ourselves. And as we've transitioned from drum beats to digital data, we've also transitioned from a world where symbols represented physical realities to a world where symbols represent virtual realities. So, how did we slide into this digital dilemma? And more importantly, how do we navigate it? These are the questions we'll be exploring in this episode. Now, let's talk about digital phenotyping. It might sound like something out of a sci-fi movie, but it's actually a very real and increasingly prevalent part of our digital age. At its core, digital phenotyping is about analyzing our digital behaviors, the things we do online to understand our mental and emotional states. It's based on the idea that our online interactions, our digital footprints, can reveal a lot about us. Think about it. Every time you like a post, share a video, or even use an emoji, you're expressing something about yourself. You're saying what you find interesting, what you agree with, what makes you laugh or cry or angry. These digital interactions are like a window into your mind. Now, imagine if we could analyze these interactions, if we could find patterns in them. We could potentially understand a person's mood, their interests, their beliefs. We could even predict their future behaviors. That's the power of digital phenotyping. It sounds scary, I know, and I know as well that this is a very debatable practice. That is the reason why I put this topic onto the table. Why I stress it. It is finally on you to deal responsible with your own posts. This is It's like our ancestors interpreting the patterns of drum beats or smoke signals. But instead of interpreting physical signals, we're interpreting digital signals. And instead of understanding messages about danger, or celebration, we're understanding messages about human psychology. Of course, this is a simplified explanation. The actual process of digital phenotyping involves complex algorithms and large amounts of data. But the basic idea is the same, understanding people through their use of symbols, whether those symbols are drum beats, smoke puffs, or emojis. To understand our digital dilemma, we need to go back to the roots of communication. Let's start with drumming. In many ancient cultures, drums were used not just for music, but for communication. Different rhythms and patterns could convey different messages, from warnings of danger to announcements of celebrations. Then there were smoke signals, used by Native American tribes, ancient Chinese soldiers, and even the Greeks and Romans. Smoke signals were a form of long-distance communication. By creating puffs of smoke in different patterns, people could send messages across vast distances. Smoke signals are one of the oldest forms of long-distance communication. The indigenous people of America, particularly the Native Americans, are well known for their use of smoke signals. They would create smoke by burning wet grass or wood and then use a blanket or similar object to create puffs of smoke. These puffs could be shaped and sequenced to represent different messages. For example, a single puff of smoke could be a signal for attention, while two puffs could mean all is well, and three puffs often signified danger. 
smoke signals were not exclusive to the Americas. They were also used in ancient China along the Great Wall as a system for conveying military information over long distances. The Greeks also used smoke signals during the Olympic Games to announce the winners or take the vote of a pope. All Catholics are familiar with the ritual of the white and black smoke that accompanies the election of a new pope. When white smoke emanates from the roof of the Sistine Chapel in Rome, it means a new pope has been chosen. If black smoke emerges, an agreement is yet to be reached. However, let's move on to drumming signals. Drumming has been used as a form of communication for thousands of years across many cultures, but it was particularly prevalent in Africa. The jam drum, for instance, has a rich history in West African culture. It was used not only for music and dance, but also for sending messages between villages. The drum's sound could carry for miles, making it an effective long-distance communication tool. The messages conveyed through drumming were often coded, with different rhythms and beats representing different words or phrases. This form of communication was so nuanced that complex messages could be sent and understood by those who knew the code. The drum language could express not only simple messages, but also emotions and subtleties, making it a rich and expressive form of communication. So, in essence, both smoke signals and drumming signals were ingenious solutions to the problem of long-distance communication in a time before modern technology. They were both based on creating patterns, either in the form of smoke puffs or drum beats, that could be interpreted by those who understood the code. Despite their simplicity, these systems could convey complex messages and played a crucial role in their respective cultures. You know, it's funny when we think about it. Back in the day, our ancestors were using smoke signals and drum beats to send coded messages. They had to learn the right sequence of puffs or beats to say danger, or all is well. It was like their version of a secret handshake or a cryptic password. Fast forward to today, and we're still using codes and sequences. Only now, it's not smoke signals or drum beats, it's emojis and hashtags. We've traded the smoke puff for the thumbs up emoji, and the drum beat for the hashtag. And just like our ancestors, we've got to learn the right sequence to get our message across. So, next time you're struggling to remember your password or trying to decode the latest internet slang, just remember, you're not alone. Your ancestors were doing the same thing, just with a bit more smoke and a lot more drumming. But let's not forget, while we laugh about these similarities, the stakes were much higher for our ancestors. A wrong drum beat or smoke puff could mean the difference between life and death. Today, the worst we face is a bit of social embarrassment if we use the wrong emoji. So, in a way, we've got it easy. But whether it's smoke signals, drum beats, or emojis, the goal remains the same, to communicate, to connect, to understand and be understood. And that, dear listeners, is the power of symbols. But drumming and smoke signals were just the tip of the iceberg. There were countless other forms of ancient communication. There were the incant quippers, a system of knotted strings used to record information. There were the cave paintings of our prehistoric ancestors, which told stories of hunts and battles. There were the hieroglyphs of the ancient Egyptians, the cuneiform script of the Sumerians, the runes of the Vikings. The list goes on. Each of these systems of communication used symbols to convey messages. And each of these symbols was tied to a physical reality. The beat of a drum, the puff of smoke, the knot in a string. But as we'll see, as our communication systems evolved, so did our symbols. 
As we wrap up this episode, let's take a moment to reflect on our journey. We've traveled from the dawn of communication with drum beats and smoke signals to the digital age with likes, shares and emojis. And through it all, we've seen the enduring power of symbols to convey messages, express emotions and connect us to each other. In today's digital age, this power of symbols has taken on a new form, digital phenotyping. This is the process of analyzing our digital interactions, our likes, our shares, our emojis to understand our mental states. It's a fascinating concept that shows just how far we've come from those early drum beats and smoke signals. But as with any powerful tool, there's a potential for misuse. In the wrong hands, digital phenotyping could be used not to understand and help us, but to control and manipulate us. Imagine an authoritarian government using our digital interactions to monitor us, to predict our behavior, to suppress dissent. It's a chilling thought and a reminder of the importance of using this tool responsibly. Remember that everything you share or say via the World Wide Web is like an open book for everybody, more than less. So it is your responsibility what you are typing. I mean we live in an age where we all close the toilet door when we have our private business. We should keep it somehow the same when we are online. In our next episode, we'll be diving deeper into the world of digital phenotyping. We'll explore both its potential benefits and its potential dangers. We'll discuss how this new form of communication is shaping our society, our relationships and our understanding of ourselves. So stay tuned for that. Until then, keep exploring, keep questioning and keep seeing the world through the lens of art and culture. I hope I could enlighten you a little bit on an infotaining way through the methodology of compare the ancient with our digital age in a sense of my thesis, shamanism, art and digital culture. Please let your comments coming. I thank you very much for listening and hope to have you next week Sunday morning 10 a.m. to my early confession on board. Until then, stay curious, open-minded and creative. Love, hugs and kisses. You're dead left. You have listened to Artitude, West Cork's first art, fashion and design podcast. Artitude, never so close again. Ah! That was too close.